You evoke light out of the universe. All right, welcome back to another episode of Speaking of the Verse. I'm your one and only podcast man, host, editor, creator, and speaker into the universe, Braden the Dad Larson. Uh, this is uh, episode 11. It's probably going to be titled Addictions. Uh, that's going to be the topic I want to talk about. It's definitely been noodling around in my brain um, the past little while, it's definitely since I started um, Sober October. And just a quick update there, everything's been going really well. Um, dropping nicotine, THC, and alcohol, um, and hitting these little extra fitness challenge goals that I've set um, has been really fun. It's been really challenging. Uh, 5Ks for sure are a bitch. <laughs> um, I've done them before. I was practicing for a 5K mud run in Salt Lake that I didn't get the chance to actually do, but uh, getting back on the treadmill and running like that for an extended period of time um, it's just so good for you. The kind of the stress release and the way I feel afterwards is something that I chase, but there's definitely times, especially after like mile two, cause you have to run three and a half miles to hit a 5k. Um, after mile two, um, there's just like little pains that'll show up in my body or my knees just don't feel the best or my, my feet and, um, the extra challenge of mentally pushing through those pains and telling myself like, this isn't going to kill you. Remember how, remember how good it feels when you're done, um, I always remember David Goggins was on Joe Rogan talking about his like long distance running and fighting the inner bitch that's in you because it always happens um, on that treadmill after mile two, the inner bitch sets in and goes, this sucks. This pain in my side won't go away. Like you need to get off. Um, and just the ability to fight through that and tell myself I'm tougher than that uh, is something that I cherish kind of practicing. So uh, that's been that's been fun. And I always, after I complete it and I hit that 3.5, get off the treadmill, I always give myself a little fist bump in the air because accomplished something kind of hard for that day. I've um, been running two in a week. So in the, the extra ab work, ab workouts and 100 sit-ups um, isn't necessarily like a challenge. I just have to remind myself to do them. But um, adding core strength into my daily routine has definitely helped out with other lifts and just the, the extra feeling and you know, I've been laughing all what like a lot more than I have recently and singing, um, which all activates your core. So I definitely feel like my abs are just constantly getting tension <laughs> and uh, getting a workout, which is good. Um, as far as the uh, nicotine, THC and alcohol and caffeine goes, um, quitting nicotine was kind of a pain um, for the first little while. And I could tell I was slipping. So I gave myself caffeine back because of out of, out of all those three, um, it was just like the the least dangerous and like THC or weed. I I mean I have dabbled in it more recently than ever before, uh, just because of like the friends and the people that I've been around. And I do like it. I do enjoy it. Um, it's definitely taught myself taught me a lot about myself and the way that I think and operate, especially while, while under the influence. But that was like really easy to kick, especially because I haven't, I haven't been doing it um, religiously for that long. Alcohol, on the other hand, um, it's definitely very nice to have like that one or two beers in the hot tub after working a double um, or if I'm feeling extra stressed, just taking that little ed edge off or while I'm golfing, just having a couple beers. 
is always pretty nice. So that's the that's the one thing I've been kind of craving slash missing is just a beer or two here or there. Um, but it's not like that readily available. I do have it in my house and it's super easy to stop at the gas station, pick up a six pack, but so is going to the vape shop and picking up a vape. So, um, I've been, been really good disciplining myself and saying that I don't need that. And let's just drink more water and, um, gum. I've been chewing on peppermint gum like a lot recently, so much so that like for the first like week, my jaw was hurting from just biting and chomping down on gum so often. Uh, so I've, I've even like worked out the muscles in my face, <laughs> which is funny, but that's the, all of that's kind of stemmed this idea for me of addictions and how us as humans, um, I think everybody has some kind of thing that they're like addicted to. Um, and there are like the classic negative ones, alcohol for sure. We all have heard stories about alcoholics and alcoholism and people who are just constantly drinking and trying to escape their reality by finding the bottom of a bottle. Same with people who get high constantly. Um, obviously that changes your perspective and your happiness levels. So when life is giving it you the toughest, uh, lighting up a joint or packing a bowl or chewing on some edibles is a great way to escape. Um, and that has really less negative side effects than, than all the others. But it's all with the same goal and the same intent in mind is to escape whatever you're going through. And people, like your pain is your pain. So if your pain is literally just working and being alive and you're trying to escape that, then you might find an addiction for it. If you're going through a divorce or a family member that is dying or you know really, really hard stuff, um, then it's really easy to go and find uh, an escape and start smoking or pick up a, a vape or something like that. Um, so I definitely do understand. And that's, that's kind of where it all comes from is the pain that we feel. And, um, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said like to be alive as a human is to be in pain. Um, and the best people and the most successful people are the ones who are able to manage that pain in the best ways possible. So, along with the classic negatives like there's there's sex and being addicted to being in a relationship whether it's toxic or healthy uh there's shopping and shoplifters there's people who commit crimes um there's porn there's video games which that one i've i've been guilty of in the past i've been guilty of ignoring everything that's going in my life on in my life and distracting myself with video games and being absent from my responsibilities and my duties as a man um, by playing video games, and I've seen, like, I see it on social media too. I just, re I just recently downloaded TikTok because um, I've been really trying to stay away from um, being addicted to social media. So it's like if you don't even have that on your phone, there's no chance to be addicted to it. And I'd rather fill my time with things that are um, more beneficial. Um, but they're the beneficial part about having that social media. Um, like I've had Instagram for, I even after I deleted like my personal Instagram, I got an Instagram for the podcast, and I'll still go through the reels. And um, me and my brother will share funny videos back and forth to each other all the time, and that's like a positive thing that comes out of it. And I have um, a friend now that we I swap TikTok videos with and Instagram videos. It, there's just having that extra. I don't know, humor connection with other humans is, is a, is a good part, but the, the 
constant scrolling and just looking for ways out of your reality through TikTok and Instagram is something I really try to avoid. So that's why I haven't had it on my phone. Plus, TikTok is um, kind of dangerous with the amount of sex that's on there. And um, I heard a rumor that it's controlled by China. So they're trying to fill our brains as Americans with just mush and keep us distracted on our phones so that we don't grow and focus on the actual good things we could as a society. So that's another reason I haven't got it. But um, yeah, so I have it now. Just going to make sure we stay stay healthy with it, which is fine. But even that, even social media and being on your phone can be an addiction. Um, there's people who have every single tiny little game that's available on their phone. And when they're not, they don't have to drive or like physically do their job. They're on their phone playing their games or scrolling through it. So because um, they're trying to escape their pain and we're all in we're all in some kind of pain but that's when the positive addictions can come in and there's there's a lot of those too there's the gym um riding riding can be one of them running can be one of them um there's creative people who find an escape from their realities using painting or creating music um and as long as you're not like just avoiding all of your responsibilities and duties to do those things, then there's really no negative side effect that can come from, you know, going to the gym. Obviously, like I go pretty much every day. Sometimes I go twice a day and my daughters are taken care of. My bills are paid. I'm not skipping work to do it. I'm not ignoring friends or relationships because of the gym. Then it's all just beneficial. It's a place that I can go for an hour and a half to two hours get my mind off of the fact that I have to give up my daughters or um, extra drama that's been happening at the new job, stuff like that. Just It all just goes out the window and it's just me and the weights and my music in my head and um, kind of improving and working on myself. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, the best people and the place that like I think maybe even myself and other people can strive to get to is where that the level of pain in your life doesn't require an addiction or an escape to get out of. And one of those that uh, have uh, heard of was a doctor that was on Joe Rogan's po podcast named Dr. Carl Hart, who's actually a professor, very, very smart intellectual human being who um, has actually learned how to manage the addictions of these really potent chemicals like cocaine and meth. Um, I don't know what, what others he has used it's escaping my brain at the moment but he'll actually use those drugs that are known to be very very highly addictive to the human kind to actually boost his talks and his speeches and his paperwork and his job and what he does on a daily basis because um what i think is that in his life his pain isn't high enough that those substances would make him think that he needs to do them all the time if that makes sense um which is which is a crazy level of just like inner peace to get to uh and i mean so so often i see so many people around me that are the exact opposite where their pain tolerance level of just life is so weak that they can't function without the the constant need of being under the influence of thc or alcohol people who show up to their job still um, under the influence and I mean there's there's a pendulum swinging of that as well um, especially when it comes to weed I think because 
you could smoke four bowls and go into work and you are high and you're in the clouds. And even if you do it on a daily basis, you're still high. It's in your system and it's going to affect the decisions and how you operate doing your job. But on the on that same token, if you take like a quarter of an edible and go to your job, yeah, it's going to be in your system. It's going to be affecting you. But like what what you're going to be able to do and function while you're at work, I think, is going to be very minimal as far as like negative side effects. Um, so managing your pain and your straight, your stress level at your job. Cause most people, I'd say a large, very, very large percentage of the population is under the influence of caffeine when they're on, they're at their job. And that's completely okay. No one has any problems with someone drinking three monster energy drinks, uh, during their eight hour shift and completing their tasks. That's never frowned upon. No one tests it, uh, to be able to work at a company, but companies still drug tests for weed. And, you know, I've seen people who can't function while they're high at work and they it definitely affects their their ability to do their job properly and i've seen people who have been high at work and you couldn't even tell the difference and they're still an amazing employee so that has that has to take into you have to take you know, like your personal um what am i trying to say you have to take your personal tolerance and your personal kind of ability to do your job into account there you have to self-reflect and go you know having an edible while i'm at work it really isn't impacting all that much i'm okay with that i'm not really trying to escape my pain that much by even being absent at work versus someone who like you they know you know your the choices that you're making you know what you're doing is affecting it and you're still doing it anyways because you're in so much pain um and i wish i could help those people out i wish that I could sit down and talk with somebody in that scenario and say, and here I am sounding like I, I know all the answers and I'm the best at everything, which I'm not. But I have had proc- practice being in a lot of pain and choosing to do more proper, more healthy, beneficial things with my pain that don't affect other humans, where I can see humans making those decisions that do affect everyone else in the r- workplace, affect themselves, even be a danger to themselves, um, enough for a trip and a ride to the hospital. Um, it's it's just not, not a position I think anybody should have to be in, and it's sad that there are people that are in that much um, emotional pain in their life that that's, that's an option for them. So... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a bitch when we like in today's society with the news and social media and gas prices and how expensive everything is and you know you have a relationship with somebody and you decide you have kids with them and all of a sudden those kids are take, being taken out of your life or maybe you find out that those that kid that you had with that person that you've been together with for a long time isn't even yours anymore. Like how are you? If you haven't been already pre-taught and have those tools in your bag that you can pull out and know how to survive the tornado that you've just been tossed into, like of course you're going to go and try to find something easy like alcohol or weed or porn or something like that to jump into um, because you just don't know that that is a very, very slippery and dangerous slope down into um, a very worse situation than than the pain that you're living in now because now you have to live within the pain of you know, you're losing your job or harming your body enough that you now you have like a physical ailment that you have to live the rest of your life out with. And that can be really dangerous. I remember as soon as I got divorced, I did the worst thing ever. 
And instead of talking to anybody, I Googled like, what do you, what do single divorced dads do? Um, and this actually, I say worst thing ever, but it actually turned into something pretty good. I say worst thing ever because it brought up like the classic WebMD thing. Like if you're, if you're sick and you go like, these are my symptoms and you go to WebMD, it's like, you have cancer. You're going to die in three weeks when it's actually not the case. You just need to drink some water and rest. Um, the WebMD versions of like what to do as a single, a newly single divorced dad was like, you're going to fall into severe alcoholism. You're going to find a drug. You're going to commit suicide. I read some stats. It was like 85% of single divorced dads kill themselves. 10% of them go into severe porn, alcohol, uh, bad habits, um, detrimental things that just are the worst. And then like the rest of them, the rest of us, the last five to 10%, um, start healthy habits, learn a new skill, go back to school, go to the gym, um, different things like that. And I kind of looked at the statistics and said, well, my daughters don't deserve for me to kill myself. So that's not even an option. Didn't even think about that for 0.2 seconds until later I had, um, kind of a really bad day, but I've talked about that before. don't really want to talk about it again. Um, uh, and I mean, I've, I've drank before I had kind of a stint after I turned 21 where it was a bit of binge drinking and I had already gotten past that by the time I was 22, 23, just decided that I didn't like the way I felt. I didn't like how expensive it was. I didn't like the people I was surrounding myself with. It was just a a bad vibe and a bad aura to be in, in a place like that. Um, and I haven't had any problems with uh, any other major drugs except nicotine. So, um, kind of just pushed that other 15%. I said, okay, what, what, what can I do that's positive? And that's when I started my path as an electrician, uh, found a new skill, went, started learning, um, learning on self-help, learning about yoga and meditation and diet and, um, started my new career. Obviously I just said that, but that's, it's kind of what we're, you're forced, what you're faced with whenever you have pain, um, you're going through life and it's always gonna, I kind of always picture like a a 2d person running like on a a screen from left to right, like an old school track game where you just have to like press a button to jump and get over the hurdle. Like those hurdles are going to keep coming at you all like your entire life. Hurdles are going to be thrown in your way. If you deal with other people and you're a person, a hurdle's coming. It just is. It could be as small as you getting sick for a week. That's a hurdle. It could be as big as a family member dying. Those hurdles are coming. Uh, I had no idea that my best friend Jackson was going to get shot and die, and that was a hurdle that was thrown my way, and I had to get over it and and learn to to get through it. And I feel like even still these days, I'm still kind of learning how to get over that hurdle. But you have to find it within yourself to choose how to go through that hurdle. A lot of people will go around it and choose the left or the right to get around it they won't choose to go up and over it and deal with the pain and sit in the pain i've talked about this before but sitting in your emotions and thinking them through is probably the best way not even thinking them through but acknowledging that that it's there and letting yourself feel it um feel the pain feel the hurt feel the sadness is so important to actually getting rid of it um it's like having a meal in front of you and you don't want to eat it but the only way to get that food gone is to, to eat it. And most people just throw it away. That's a really crappy analogy. I just, I just realized, but I think you get the point. Um, yeah. 
and those hurdles that they keep coming so to have these tools and things that you're just kind of pre it's like almost you turn it into like a reactionary state instead of an uh an actionary state instead of a reactionary state when they when those hurdles come i think it's so positive and beneficial for everybody um saying you know whatever it may be uh you just you lost your job for no reason you're a great worker you showed up on time but then your job is the company went under and now you're fired and you don't know what to do um being able to just kind of buckle down and say okay we're going to get through this by a keeping myself straight we're going to start meditating like having all those tools already ready to go when things like that happen is how you can deter yourself from falling into those bad habits and then having to pull yourself out of a deeper hole um i really do believe that but um yeah i think that's i think that's kind of what i wanted to get out as far as addictions go the the other thought or the other conversation that was being had that i was listening to was about alcohol and um its long-term effects so there was a study that was done that if you are like a long-term alcohol abuser plus not getting proper amounts of sleep you're actually at a very very high risk for um, brain diseases like alzheimer's dementia um, all of those kind of really bad things that we all want to stay away from as we get really old because when you're old you definitely want to be there and be present and remember your grandkids and remember your spouse or whoever you're with you don't want to be throwing shit on the walls and going crazy <laughs> um yeah the the hard drinking and finding the doing like a f- bottle of whiskey every night is, is obviously it's not good for you and uh versus the people who actually just learn to use it to relax and the studies show that the people who actually learn to use it to relax have less of a chance of getting dementia alzheimer's and those other very brain affecting diseases which is kind of crazy that your ability to relax and do it healthy is actually better for your health long term which is kind of funny when you think about addictions and what the things that we're addicted to. So if you're able to use nicotine, and I'll say that for me because that's an addiction that I've had, if you're able to just use it like every you know, night when you get home, just go out in on your porch, listen to some of the some good music, watch a, a cool video, bullshit with your friends and just puff on your vape a little bit and then put it down and get proper sleep and then wake up the next day and don't touch it again until you want to relax again. I'm guessing that has the same effect as if you just came home and had a couple of beers at the end of the night and there's lots and lots of adults um my dad being one of them um not with and and my mom not with alcohol but more with um, weed who use it very minimally and very responsibly just to relax and i don't want to talk about like their habits and their choices and why they do what they do because i haven't really talked to them about it to an extent um but i've just seen it as an as a ex- good example that you know, my mom is never looking to escape her life by going to the bottom of a blunt, and my dad is never trying to escape his life from going going by going to the bottom of a beer can. Um, they both use those things that could be addictive just to relax and breathe for a second, because that is very important. Um, breath work and breathing and relaxing is so so. I just I can't tout how important that is. No, no matter what you're going through. If it like relationship strifes, you don't know 
how things are going to go. You're in the middle of it and you love this person, but things aren't happening how you like them to happen. And you're, but you've already committed and you've already spent a lot of time with these, this person. And, um, gosh, that's like, I talked about that on my, I think the, the very last podcast, um, you're in that casino and you hit the jackpot with this person, but you're just chasing that jackpot with them again. Um, being able to breathe and sit with your feelings makes it so you can operate in that space very a, a lot better manage that pain manage the stress and come out on it come out on the other end a lot better than um you could have so uh i think that's it that's all the thoughts that i've had on so i don't want to just sit here and ramble i might the next idea that i have for my next podcast is to get into conspiracies and um, I know I've touched on them, I think like on episode four or five, and I kind of went off crazy for like 15 minutes and it didn't, it didn't quite make much sense. I was just trying to get like out a couple cool ideas on my beliefs on them. Excuse me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really want to do like a full, like hour and a half, um, like bringing up facts and details and things that I know about different conspiracies. Cause I, I think about them all the time. And I think I mentioned this to Cooper the other day that I think about how we don't have an asteroid deflection system and how at any point in time we could have an asteroid that hits the earth and just wipe us all out. And it freaks me out while I'm driving my car or whatever. Just it'll just pop into my head and be like that because <laughs> to bring it into context, like you'll be driving down the road and the like on the freeway and a car in front of you will kick up a rock and it'll bounce off your windshield. And I'll be like, what if that was like a little tiny piece of an asteroid that just fell down and hit my the windshield of my car nothing we don't have any way to stop a giant ass fucking space rock from hurling down towards the earth and smashing into us so that that's not it's like less of a conspiracy and more of just like a fear but um like earthquakes or some shit but yeah um anyways if you're if you if you are addicted to something that's negative or you know someone someone that's um using something as an addiction to get out of their pain uh just remember that we're all humans and we're all trying to deal with this life as best best that we can and maybe by being a little bit of an emotional support and just having an ear open for that person can help them um and try try to make it so that they're whatever they're doing doesn't seem as normal because i do know that people who are addicted to things want to surround themselves with other people who are doing the same bad decisions like like alcoholics who like to drink and get drunk constantly will always want to be hosting parties and have other people get drunk around them um so that they feel like less like they're making a bad decision because if more people are doing it then it can't be that bad um i don't know how to operate in that space as well but try to make it so it doesn't it's not as normal like hey man i don't think a 30 pack of Budweiser every Saturday is like a good thing. Like, do you feel okay the next day? I don't know. I don't know the right way to go about any of this. I just really wish the best for everybody and anybody, um, in this life. We all deserve happiness and love. Um, so that's, that's what I'll leave, leave you with is that even if you are addicted to something or someone else is addicted, you, we all deserve love and happiness. So thanks for listening. Um, hopefully the next podcast will be out coming soon. I'm trying to get back on that weekly schedule um, since my life has calmed down a little bit. I uh, love all, everybody, and you all have a great, great week. Happy Halloween if I don't get to you guys before Halloween too. Enjoy the spooky season. Bye. Boo-hoo.